Booker Tov, today's daf is daf Samach Aleph of Abakamas. We learn for Achim of Hobbes Israel and Asun Ratzeva Shivya. Says the Mishnah in Samach Aleph. Abra Geder, talking about when you lit a fire. Presumably, you lit a fire in your own property and the fire spread. That's what we mean. The Pasuk says that the fire spread. You sort of started it, but it spread. That wasn't maybe beyond your control. It was possibly beyond your control. So he said, yeah, but if it went in somebody else's property, Pasuk says you have to pay. Whether it consumed a stack or consumed thorns, or even if it singed the field, it um, charred the uh, the stones, whatever, you have to pay. It's like, and we said yesterday, it's like you shot an arrow. We'll see another opinion tomorrow that it's not exactly like your own power. But over here, the issue is when the fire spread and continued to spread, how far are you responsible? So the Mishnah says, and we're going to see another Mishnah Ahmed Bayes, which is a continuation of this. Up together, let's say it passed the fence. Shu Dalaramas. Dalaramas high. You couldn't have expected it to go that far. You lit a little fire here. You're having a uh, barbecue or something, and the fire spread. Oh, there are Harabma went over Shisarabma. It's a long distance, a wide distance of 16 Amas. Oh, Nahar, it jumped over a river. You're Pater. Hey, Pater of Allah, you obviously should be careful. You know, only you can prevent forest fires. But you gotta you gotta be careful. But if it, this was this is considered beyond your control, you jumped over a fence or across the river, you're putter. We had a price to the other way that if it if it passed over a fence that was pharmacide, you are responsible. You're obligated to pay. And our mission said The answer is is that our time, the truth is that if it's exactly four amas and it went and it passed over the, the fire spread over a fence that's four amas high, you're really not responsible. I says over there, Chayib. There he's talking about irresponsible, not including the four amas. In other words, the Tan Artan is speaking about Milamalamata going from above and below. Let's say it went over ten a, a fence ten amas high or nine. That's for sure your potter. So he's saying Shesh Amas Potter, Shesh Hamish Amas Potter. He's going down. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5. There, you're all put there. Ad Arba Amos until four Amos, including the four Amos. Ad Ba Ad Bechlal. If it's exactly four Amos, you're putter. Tana brother, the other Tana, Tana the Brysa, Milamat Milamakashim. He's going from bottom up. Shay Amos, if it passed over a fence, it's two Amos, you're Chayyab. Shalosh Amos, Chayyab. Ad Arba Amos until four, but not including the four. The second Tana is going Ad Below Ad Bechlal. He's not including it. Ad Below Ad Bechlal, Chayyab. So the truth is, everybody agrees. That if it's exactly four amas, you are a potter. If it's anything above that, for sure, it's about four amas and above is potter. Until four amas, if it's uh, 3.99 amas, then you're high. Even if it's a field that had thorns, it's all thorns. You say you, you're still entitled to four amas above that, even though the, the thorns are something which catch fire easily. What we mean there is to say, not Dalit Amas including the Kotsam, it means. You have four amas. If it if it flew four amas above the edge of the thorns, the floor, thorns effectively is like your is like the fence. A field of sarakotsim. In other words, if it's a field full of thorns, but it's got to go four amas above that to jump over for you to be considered potter. Now, this idea is that you're potter. Obviously, you might say, well, what kind of a fire did you spread? How much gasoline did you put on there, right? Uh, how big was it? So the Gemara is going to go on to us. Amar Ablochanel so Rav's verse says, this that we say that you're entitled to, uh, if it's four amas, uh, if, it, if it flew over a fence as far as high, it's only if it's a fire that's very, it's a, like a rising column. 
miklachet, like it, you know, jump, it jumped up, up and down. But if it's a creeping one, in other words, sometimes you can start a fire and it just creeps along and picks up a piece of grass here, picks up a, a piece of wood there, jumps around, you know, the, the, the flame goes off and on. I feel like mayama, even until a hundred amas, as we'll see, even a hundred miles, it, it, it can, it, fire can go on forever, as we see with forest fires or for fires where it's real dry. I feel like mayama chayev, and as if a man lights a fire, he can go for hundreds of miles, right? So you chayev there too. He's only talking about a fire that's that's rising. It's not a fire that spreads around. Obviously, it depends on the case. Ushmulah speaking about where it's a creeping one. Creeping one, you only chayev. Until it hits the fence, if it's a, if it goes over a fence that's four amas high, or across Rosh Hashanah, or across a river, you're not responsible. That's considered an accident. He says, if it's rising, if it jumped over, if the thing just shot up in the air, that's considered an accident, even a little bit. Even if it jumped over a fence by a little bit, but obviously it means it's uh, it, it passed together, passed the fence uh, at, at at any um, at any height. At any height at all, you're part of that. That's what Shmuel's opinion is. But Tanikavas said, Rab, whoever buys it like Rab, Medvar Mumakalach is only when, when do you say that you have the four Amis rule? Only if it's a rising column. But it's creeping. The Eitzim and Sunshim, and there's wood there all along. I feel like may a mill, not a hundred Amis, but even a hundred miles, or mills really more than a mile. You're Chayev. You're Chayev because that, you know, you should have anticipated that. That's considered. That you know you're responsible for that. It's not considered an accident. Over Nar, if it passed over a river, Oshlulis or a pond, Shemachavim Ches Amisid or eight Amis wide, also your potter. So when Amisha said potter on a Nar, presumably means that also that the the river has to be eight Amis across for you to be potter. Now we're not talking about height now, right? I mean, cross the if you we're talking about going over a fence, we're talking about four Amis above the Shehu Gavoa Amis. The fence is Dalad Amis. So we said before, if the fence was made out of kotsim, which burn, then you need from the edge of the kotsim above four amas. But the Mishnah just said, if it's over, it goes by a fence that's four amas high, if it passes that over, that's considered an accident. Passes by a river, the river has to be eight amas wide, or Rosh Hashanah, which is 16 amas. Pardon? Let's see no, he's saying he's saying even if it's even, he's saying like this. He's saying like this that even if it's a field made out of uh, thorns, right? I feel the Sarakosim is so the whole field is full of thorns which are flammable. Yeah, yeah. So even there, see, I say, well, if it's if the if the if the fence is made out of kotsim too, what have you accomplished? It all burns. The answer is you have four amas above that. In other words, it's got to, if it flew four amas above that. If it didn't go above four amas above. The, the the top of the uh them, then you're responsible because that should have been anticipated. But if it's if it's a field made out of them, presumably the fence is also them. I feel the sort of kotsim, I feel says Rashi says love or in other words the 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 whole field is burning. Uh if it's for if you had a clear you had a, you had a you had a uh, four amas above the thorns. If it flew above that, above four amas above that, then you would be potter. So, so the the, 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 the fence is, is thorns. Right. Uh, if, but the fire if, went if, over four amas. Either above the fence that's not made out of thorns. But yeah, I'm saying that even if the fence itself was 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 made out of thorns yeah. and it jumped four amas above there, 
meaning above the top of the fence. That's what Would I'm saying. Maybe it wouldn't because it's burns. That's what I'm saying. If it's a fence that would stop it, you know, and it jumped above it, so yeah, but if it jumped four amas above, then you're considered puzzled. Rashi says, I feel because I feel like it's a lava or may alligator, may alligator, it goes above the fence, Malaya coats him, it's because it's full of custom. Shenoch, Aish, Labarbel, and Dog Potter. If, presumably, if that's what the verse says, that Rob Papa said, you have to have from the edge of the thorns, you have to have a clear, a clear empty area for Amas for you to be putter. Yeah. Montana, who is the Tatar? The Misha said Derech Harabim. Now it says, if it passed Derech Harabim, what is the Derech Harabim? What do you mean, Montana? Amraba, Reb Lezer. We're going to see in the very next mission in a few minutes, and on the days, Reb Lezer, Meshesh, Yisrei Amos, Kederech Moshesh Harabim. That's what he means by that. Who is the author of this Derech Harabim? What do we mean? We mean Reb Lezer, who defines the, uh, the next mission defines so if it passes over Rosh Hashanah, presumably, and there we're not talking about height. We're just talking about if it goes across Rosh Hashanah, you are potter there too, because you couldn't have anticipated that. Onahar or a river. We're at the first of the wide lines tomorrow now. Rabba Nahar Mamish, literally a river. It's got to be a river. It's got to be even, even a watering pond, like a little channel of water that they water the fields. Mother Menahar Mamish, you're talking about a really river. A river sometimes, like the Jordan River, is our places where there's very little water there. Even though there's no water there, uh, you pass the river. It's got a there's a river bed there. There's a valley in there. So there, even if there's no water, if you say that it's the watering pond, if it's got water there, ain't he less for my love. And if it passed over that water, you're not expect you couldn't be held responsible. You figured that fire is not going to go past the water. It's not awesome. We learn in Mesechta's Peah. Payah means you got to give a quarter of the, or a corner, not a quarter, a corner of your field for the aniyam. Now, let's say you have several fields. You have to give a, 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 a corner of each one. So what is considered the, um, what's considered a field? Like, you know, everything could be, the, all the earth is considered one big mess. No, the following things are considered a hefsik, a um, partition, to say this is the end of one field and that starts another one. You have to give a you have to give a corner of each one. A nachal, you have like a valley uh, or a shlulis. Shlulis we said before is like a pond. Or somebody's private path. Or a public path. Now, although if you, if if if, it, if your field uh, has any of those bordering it, either a valley or a pond or a, a private path or a public path. Then that's the end of that field. If you have another field on the other side, you got to give a corner of that to my shlus. What's shlus? I'm Rabbi Yehuda Meshmuel. Malkam shmeik shamim shol sham. You mentioned it before. If it passed, if the fire passed a river or a shlus that are eight amas wide, you are potter for the fire. So Yehuda Meshmuel says, uh, what is considered shlus? Malkam shmeik shamim shol sham. It's a place where the water gathers. You know, rainwater just gathers there, probably like a little indentation. And the water and the rainwater gathers there. Rabbi Yom Rabbi Yochanan says, "Oh, it's Amas Amayim. It's actually a channel of water." Shemachalekes shalalug. The reason it's called Shlulis is because it's a watering channel that uh, spreads out, that divides up, spoils Lagpe to its banks. In other words, it's a it's a watering channel that's made to water the fields. So it's not simply like a haphazard uh, little pond that uh, that gathers uh, rainwater. Mother Makam Shemek Sham Shol and Sham. 
if you say that it's a place where the water just gathers there, the rainwater just gathers there, certainly if you have a regular water channel that's made to irrigate the fields where you have constant water there, you'd also, you would definitely be uh, potter. And it would also be a separation for payout. We're talking here about what, uh, to make you, to give you the obligation to give a corner of your field. The one who says that it's a watering channel, but if it's simply a rainwater, a uh, little pond that's created by rainwater, like indentation in the ground that uh, get that rainwater gathers there, that's not considered a partition for uh, for the of a peya. The anu bagni the aromakri. These are simply called receptacles in the ground. They're not really called channels of water or rivers or valleys or anything of that sort. If you say that uh, shlulis. Is um, simply a, a place that water that water gathers. So he'll say if you say it's a place of water gathers, that's about the Mishnah fine. But the one who says that Shlulis is really a watering channel, but if it's simply that, that that's a separation. But according to him, simply a little indentation of the ground where water rainwater gathers there is not considered a separation. Amalek, now this is a continue. This mission is a continuation of the previous one, as as the next one will be also. Amalek Pesocha, These are, these are the last Mishnayis in the Perak. You know, there's another mission tomorrow about that. Also talking about fire before we begin the new parrot. So Madlik Pesok Shalom, Ad Kamatavar Lake. So here, this Mishnah also is the continuation. We said, if you light a fire in your field and it jumps over a fence that's four amas high or across a public place or across a river, you're, you're, not, you're not responsible. What happens if you have, don't have any of those things? You simply, it's one big plain. Everybody's got land over there. There's no fences. There's no... <clears throat> uh, rivers, nothing. So how far are you responsible? I've got, you know, 8 million acres over here. I think I can light a fire here and not worry that I'm burning down somebody else's. So how far do you go? How far does the fire have to go for me to be responsible? How much can I, how far can I, at what point can I say, listen, I got millions of acres here, no problem. So, so we have different opinions. You consider it as if you're in the middle of a base core. Base core, of course, is 30 saw. So we said before, this is like 75,000 square amas. And if you're in the middle of there, it's like 274 amas of each direction, something of that sort. So if, you, if you're smack in the middle of that and you light a fire, even if there's no fence and there's no river and there's no, there's no other, you know, no natural partition, you're not responsible if it goes beyond that. Uh, so you, you consider it as if you're in the middle of a base court. If there's enough room in all directions, you're not responsible if it goes beyond there. This is the Rebbe we just quoted of an olive. No, Tesanam is just like Rishas Arabi. Is there, there's nothing uh, in the previous mission we said, if it passes by Rishas Arabi, you're potter. Well, what's the deal about Rishas Arabi? Somebody's stomping it out in Rishas Arabi? No, it's simply the distance. If it passes by an area where presumably Rishas Arabi, you don't have wood and things like that hanging around. It's just a regular pavement, maybe not mud or asphalt or whatever, but it's Tesai and Amos wide. That's 16 Amos wide. That's good enough. Here also, if you have 16 Amos in any directions, you don't expect it to go beyond that. Rabbi Kiva Amr you got 50 Amos. You need 50 Amos. If it's less than 50 Amos and it spreads, you're responsible. Rabbi Shimon Omer, and we're going to see the Psaacs like Rabbi Shimon, this sort of summarizes the whole, both these Mishnahis. Rabbi Shimon Omer, Shalim Yishalim HaMavir Esa the one who starts the fire has to pay for it. Depends on the fire. Now Rashi says over here, the last Rashi in the Mishnah says, 
You probably assume it means this. Whether you lit the fire nearby or far away, you're always responsible. Sounds like even if, it, if it's hundreds of miles away, you're responsible. That's what it sounds like. That's what it sounds That's the Havimim of the Gemara. But we're going to see it's not exactly like that. It says the Gemara. So what does Rav Shimon say? You're responsible for anything? You're always responsible no matter how far the fire went? Less than Rav Shimon Shir, does Rav Shimon not hold up measures? There are measures that, you know, you took the, you, you're responsible only until so far. You, that, that's that, that's considered a good enough of a precaution. But less than Rav Shimon Shir, but like it, does he not hold up measures when it comes to fire? By the time we learn, lo yamid adam tana you shouldn't set up an oven, a permanent oven in a house. Sometimes as people live upstairs. You can't put a uh, oven especially in wooden houses or whatever, even in stone houses, you can't put it too high up on the uh, near the ceiling that it's going to bother the person above you. You shouldn't set up an oven. Unless there's, dovedams, unless there's four omelets clear between your oven and the ceiling because it's going to bring heat or cause a problem to people upstairs. Let's say he had it upstairs. You have to have a layer of cement of three tfachim between the, between the uh, uh, between the oven and the ceiling and the floor, which is really the ceiling of the guy below you, you have to have at least three tefachim of of uh, cement there protecting it. So you see, there are measures. Ubekira, if it's only like a portable stove, like a small one, tefach, that's good enough. If it's a small one, a tefach of cement between your oven, between your kira and the floor and the uh, floor, which is the ceiling of the guy below you, is good enough. Bim hizik. And if you did, these are the rules. These are the rules. The rules are that um, you got to have four amas above the oven, uh, three tfachim below the oven, but the kira one Despite that, despite that, if it did damage, even though you took this precaution, the Tanakhama seems to say you're chayiv anyway. If you, you know, you should maybe it, you made it, you set it on 500 degrees instead of 200, whatever you did there, a fire. Couldn't set things in those days. It just set the fire. But it, still, if it did damage, you're responsible. Rav Shimon Omer, Shimon says, no. What's the whole point of saying this year? Just say, if you have an oven in your house, you're responsible for any damage it does, period. What's this business about four amas and three tefachim and one tefach? Rav Shimon says, if you're listing measures, the point of the measure is to absolve you if you took that precaution. You did everything you could, that you should be potter. So you see Rav Shimon holds up shiurin, so what do you mean there's no shim? Amrab Nachman, Amrab Rabua, I call it the Gobahadai. That's what he means to say. He doesn't mean to say that there are no shiurim for distance away. He means to say, I call it the Gobahadai. What does Rashi say? The last Rashi in this, in this piece of the Gemara before the next Mishnah. It depends on the height. You know what I'm saying? If it's a regular low lying fire, then these different shiurim might work. Chamishamama, Tesayanama. Uh, you know, a base core, middle of a base core, you can have all that. But if it's a if it's a rising fire, if it's very high up, then it depends on the fire. Once the fire is very high up, it can spread very easily, and you'd be higher there too. Amrav I call it bigovad, like it depends on the height. So yes, this sure might be for a low line creeping fly, uh, uh, fire. But if it's uh, if it's uh, the sh- if the uh, flames are shooting high up in the in the sky, a rising fire, then it depends on the fire. Depends on the fire. No matter what the building code. Yeah, no matter what the building code is, right. 
So we go like a shimon, that really depends on the fire. If it's a low-lying fire, then they sure may, may may work out. But if it's a high-rise fire, it all depends. And obviously, it also depends if you committed arson. You know, if there was intent there, then you then you'd say you can if you can prove arson. You know, that's always a problem proving it. You can usually tell by the empty gasoline, uh, you know, uh, tubes or whatever. Now we come to the Machlokas, Rebut and Rabbanan that we've discussed. If you lit a fire in your property and it went on somebody else's property and did damage, you're responsible. Okay, whatever the, uh, you should have you should have done the precaution. Of course, unless it, it jumped over a river or something like that. But those exceptions, you just lit a fire in your property and went on the others, it, you have to pay. Everybody agrees on that. Machlokas is what if something is hidden in there? The other guy hid his cash under his a stack of wheat. Uh, and uh, he said, okay, I'll pay for the weed. It's my fault. I didn't know you had $100,000 in cash there. So that's the Machlokas Rebuta and the Rabbana, which we discussed yesterday. Right? The Rabbana learned from Oha Kama, from standing, it's got to be something that's visible, exposed, not something that's hidden. Rebuta doesn't actually that he uses a coma for, uh, called Bali Kama, anything standing like animals or standing uh, standing grain or anything like that. He doesn't mean to exclude that. So here, Ramadikas Agarish, you lit somebody else's stack. Well, you bokalim, and there were some utensils, clothing, whatever, kalim inside, Udoku, and they were lit up too and destroyed. But you don't remember Shalamash and this is you got to pay for everything. You got to pay for everything. You're, you're responsible. It's your fire. You only pay whatever it was. If it was a pile of weed, a stack of weed, you pay for the weed. If it was, if it was barley, cheaper, you pay for the barley. Then we now we have this case that we mentioned several times. How you could slow. Let's say. There was an animal, like a goat, tied to the barn where you lit the fire. It was tied up there. Uh, or Evid Samachal, where there was an Evid, uh, an Evid Kanani who was nearby there. The Nisraf Emo, and they also, God forbid, got burnt together. You're chayiv to pay. You're chayiv to pay. Now, what are you chayiv to pay for? You're chayiv to pay not only for the damage that you did to the, st- to the, st- uh, to the stack of uh, wheat or barley, whatever, but you also have to pay for the animal. Because you killed you, you, you know, the animals worth a hundred dollars, you gotta pay for that too. What about the Evet? The Evet should have run away. I didn't kill the Evet, he was standing there. You see a fire, you run away. If he had the ability to run away, then you should have run away. So you have to pay for the damage you did, meaning for the goat, uh, if it's a case of a goat, or for the uh wheat. Evet, let's say the Evet was tied up over there and you let a fire, you kill the Evet, right? Because the Evet was tied there, he had no no means of escape. You killed him, the, or or gedi samachlo. Some of the gears said, "Oh, gedi samachlo." Or there was a gedi that was nearby, with the idea that the gedi is not smart enough to run away, right? So you'd be higher for that than Israel. But your potter for paying for everything. Your potter for paying for the stack. Your potter for paying for the gedi. Why? Because you're chayiv misa for killing the evan. Can't kill an evan. So therefore, if you come, so you're chayiv for killing the evidence. Even though there was no Adam and Asra, I mean, it was must have been Adam, otherwise we wouldn't know, know that, that he killed him. But uh, there was no Asra, so you're not chayiv. Rashi means I feel low history, but in an era, even though you're not killed, the time alone, the chayiv means the shogun, your potter, because come live rabbine, right? Because you're chayiv for the bigger sin, for the bigger sin of killing, killing the evidence, your potter for paying for the uh, monetary damage that you did. Umodim chachamim. Some of the girsa that it's gidi. Uh, uh, that the D was that, that goes together. How you can eat slow, or some of the gear says, why? Because the uh, uh, the um, 
the Gdi should have also run away. And the question is, does he have the Gdi? Rashi says, the Gdi, lo shani le main kafas, the first Rashi is the to be tied up or not, because the, the Gdi doesn't have the brains to run away. So therefore, even if he's not tied up there, you're responsible to pay for him, unless you're put to the pay because of the Evet, because you killed the Evet, and therefore you're, you're not responsible for any monetary damage. The Gdi is considered a monetary damage. And some say, the Ikanami Rashi says, if the Evid was tied, or the Gdi, or, but there was no Evid, but the Gdi was, near, was, was nearby, your potter, the Afagav, the Poshibit, right, that whatever, he goes on, Rashi goes on to explain this, but the idea is that the Gdi, the Gdi Nami, Dafkinok, it's Samach Potter, because he should have run away. But so it's every cup of slow, oh, Gdi Samachlo, then uh, then your potter, because because um, uh, he because he should have run after because he should have run away. So your potter for killing the uh, the uh, Gdi, even though he could have run away. Uh, but um, every cup of slow, oh, Gdi Samachlo, your potter, right? Your potter because he should have run away. So your potter for him anyway. But your real, your real your, the real point is is that your potter on the on the Gadish on the stack. Because you hide Misa for killing the Evet. Umodum Chacham back in the Mishnah, Chacham the Rabbi Yehuda, the Madlik Esavira. Let's say you lit a building, a barge building, Migdagadol, a tower, a castle, something like that. Shumasham Kamosh But as even though the Rabbanit said you're not Chayef, but if the guy hid his money under a stack in the field, yeah. But if you lit his house, you burned his house down. Why well, shouldn't you include the stuff that's in the house, even though it's not it's not exposed? Of course. People leave their stuff in the houses, right? People leave their stuff, so that then you are responsible for what's inside the house. That's normal to do. Now, the question that the Gemara is going to deal with is: We have machlokas again. Basically, and Rabbanan, are you hired for tumun for something that's hidden or not? That's the basic idea. But we said the marmoda if you if you burn somebody's house down, that there's people keep things in their house, you're responsible for that too. Amar Kana. Machlokas is if I lit a fire in my property and went over there and went to the other guy's property. on things that are unexposed, things that are hidden. say your pots are on unexposed items, right? Based on uh, based on come uh, right? And it's got to be something that's that's visible. But if you if you lit something, if you lit the other guy's field, you didn't, the machlokas is if I lit it in my field, it went over there, the other guy's field. But I'm about to say your pots are on Tumman, on something that's hidden. Rabbi Yudah says you're But let's say I lit somebody else's field directly. Everybody agrees you have to pay everything inside. But wait a minute. The Mishnah said if you lit somebody's house, if you burn down somebody's castle, their house, then you'd be high for everything inside. These things don't seem to go together. If that's the case, why did the mission say Adatani Seifa? Why did we learn in the mission at the end? That if you lit up, if you lit the house down, let's say a house, you pay that because inside she came there the people leave stuff in the house. make make enough kamina between if I lit it in my field or his field. Why did you have to say you're saying now that if I lit the fire in his field, even the Khamar Moda, then I have to pay for everything. If I lit it directly in his field. So I talk about if I lit if I burnt his house down. Talk about if I burnt his field. Right, lifting the next make enough mean in the field. Medmar, why do you say that the Chum say your pots are on Tumman, the Madlik with Sokhshul, if I lit it in my field, and it spread to his field? But if I lit it in the other guy's 
field. What are you talk about his house? Just say even if I live on his field, I also chayev there too. Not the house. If I live in his field, I'm chayev there too. Elo Marava, there are two things though. Betarti pligi. There's two machlokes in here. Pligi b'madik betochshalav v'alchavachachum b'tochshalvero. They argue if I lit it in my field and I went into his field, Rabbi Yehuda Machayev atolim deishvim says Yachayev and things that are hidden in there too. But Rabban and Savi lo Machayev, you're not Chayev on Tamim. And they also are pligi amiv malik shalchavero. If I lit in somebody else's property, Rabbi Yehuda Savi Misham kol mashabatocho says you pay everything. Vafilu arniki, you pay for everything in there. Presumably, Rabbi Yehuda would say that even in the first case too, if you lit it in my field and went into your field, Yachayev even for cash, even your purse. For a button sabri, for a button say, if I lit it in my field, right? If I lit it in my field, and and uh, I'm sorry, if I lit it in the other guy's field, if I lit it in my field, I'm potter on tamid. But if I lit it in the other guy's field, then I'm a chayav on tamid. What am I chayav on? Things that a person would normally keep in his field. For a button sabri, kalim shedarkan lahatman begodish things that normally people would hide under the pile. Could go on, uh, you know, farming tools. Could go on Morrigan. Uh, that's called like a uh, threshing sledge. Clay Bucker harnesses for the uh, you know for the animals. But things that I don't normally keep, people don't usually keep cash under their stock, uh, uh, their their uh, stack of grain. Uh, so yes, so yes, the Mishnah says if you burn somebody's house down, you got to pay for everything in the house. People keep everything in their house, cash, every everything is kept in the house, right? But here the machlokus is in the Mishnah. The difference is this: if if I live my property, I went into his property. So the Rabbanan say, you're on anything that's hidden. Anything. I'm only chayv on what, what's visible, not what's not not what's not, uh, not what's not exposed. Uh, if I lit it in mine. If I lit it in his, then I am responsible. That's what you need to say. If I lit it in his field, then that's what the Rabbi says. But if I lit it in somebody else's field, then the Rabbanan say, you're chayv also, but only what? Things that are normally kept there, but not cash, not Diamonds, not the expensive stuff, or clothing even. People don't keep clothing under the stock of rain. People might keep their tractor, their shovels, farming tools. That's what they would keep there. That's the machlokes. Hanor Rabbana. Hamadlik esaygodesh. Four lines from the bottom of the page. Hamadlik esaygodesh. You, 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 uh, you burnt down somebody's stack. And there were there were utensils in there, clothing, whatever. The doku, and they burnt down. Rabbi Yudha says you pay for everything inside, just like the son of Mishpach. You pay only for what was exposed. It was a stack of wheat or a stack of, bar- of barley. What about the place that the kalim took up? You had a stack, but it covered over the tractor or whatever, the threshing sledge, whatever it was. So what do you, what do, you do over there? So at least you should pay for, if, if there was barley there, that hollow space taken up by the farming tools, you say you don't have to pay, Come say you don't have to pay for farming tools. Again, we're talking here where, where did you leave the, light the fire according to what Robert just explained? You lit the fire in your property and went onto his property, you only pay for what's exposed. But we said, according to Rubba, that if you lit the fire on his field, you are responsible for what's unexposed if it's stuff that normally people would keep out in the field. So here when the Chum say, so what about the kalim? No, you don't pay for the kalim because you lit it in your field. You see the place that the kalim took up, people like this as if it's full, full. So let's say that there, were, there was a stack that looked like there was 100 uh, bushels of uh, barley. That's what the stack looked like. And the whole thing burnt down. 
But he says, wait a minute, I had some expensive uh, farming tools inside. There were only 90 bushels of grain. And uh, the area that 10 bushels would have taken up had farming tools. You just have to pay for 100 bushels of grain. You don't pay because that, that was, you did burn something. You did burn the kalim down, but you have to pay for the kalim. You pay for the, as if there were bushels of grain. When you say that, again, only when you lit the fire in your property, where the Rabbanans say you're potter on Tamun, but you pay as if the whole, the whole stack was full of whatever grain it was. But if you lit it in somebody in the other guy's field, you lit up his field, you started a fire in his field, and they were called Mashal takes it, and Rasha seems to have it. They were called Mashan Komash You pay for everything that was inside, for assuming, right, that it was Kalem that you normally leave there, farming tools. You pay Mashan Komash Ayibatoho. Then everybody would be Umoda Rab Yehuda. So there, the Rabban Ramoda, that if you lit something in somebody else's field, you pay for everything if it was farming tools. Whereas according to Rabbi Yehuda, you'd pay even for cash and, and uh, jewelry, etc. says what you pay even for the stuff that's hidden. Let's say it wasn't a case where I simply did damage to somebody else. I said, you know what? You want to leave your stuff here, your grain? You can leave, you can leave it in my field. I'm, I'm, I'm uh, lending you my space. I'm not going to charge you rent. I'm lending you my space. You can keep your stuff there. And I'll I'll keep an eye on it. The mashamak mechaveru lahagdish gadish. I said you can you can make a stack here of grain. The higdish and you put a, a stack of grain. The hitman and then you hid some stuff underneath there. Sheinim even rabbiudas mother rabbanan sheinim shalom el demei gadish provide. You only pay for the grain, even if you hid farming tools or anything else in there, because that's that was that's that's what I agreed to do. Rashi's el demei gadish imi viru bal sada the lo kibulale elm trusigash. I'll I'll watch it. You want to put your stack of uh, grain there? Fine. But if you want to hide stuff underneath there, I'm not responsible for that. Similarly, goes on. Let's say I lent you, I lent you space. I, I lent you space to uh, stack up wheat, make the sorry, and you, you put barley there. Okay, I don't care if it's wheat or barley. I'll, I'll guard it barley or sorry, or I lent you space to uh, to um, uh, make a stack of barley, which is cheaper, and I'll agree to keep. I'll keep an eye on barley. And you put wheat up there. Or chitin, or you put wheat there, bechipa, and so on. You covered it up with barley on the outside, or sarum bechit bechitin. Shenim shalma demay some bilvad. You only have to pay for some because that's all I agreed to guard. Because if I tell you you want you want to put your barley here, you can put your barley here, and you put your barley here. I'm responsible for the barley. If you put wheat there, which is more expensive, I'm not responsible for it. Even if you put in barley and covered it with wheat, I'm not responsible for that. If you certainly if you put wheat and covered it with barley, the whole thing looked like barley. There, you're certainly putter. For that, so Rabbi Yehuda is Rabbanan in certain cases, and Rabbanan Moda is Rabbi in other cases. Why would it be different for Rabbanan Moda to put in pipes in snowfield or in the other? Because there's less responsibility. And the Torah says, "Kama." That the Rabbanan can mean exposed, right? Exposed. That's if you light a fire, kiyavr ish, right? What's it? Kiseitze ish. It went from your field to his field. So he's only responsible for exposed it. But if you lit it in his field, it's not Kiseitseyesh. It's not like the fire just went out. You lit it in his field. You lit his you lit a fire in his field. There's more responsibility there. That's his point. That the that the, the tour of uh, of Tumman is only when there's less responsibility. I put it in my field. Kiseitseyesh. The field, the fire went out, spread from my property into yours. Then we there's a heter for something if it's uh, for for uh, Tumman, that you're not responsible for that. 
But if I lit it in yours, then it's not not kisaitse. It's you lit you lit the guys you lit the guys uh, field up. But you're more responsible. No, it's for sure necessary. You pay full value. It's no knas. It's full value. It's it's considered what's considered damaging. You get caught if it's, it's from your own property. No, no, if it's from your own property, no, your own property for sure it's not. You're not responsible. What's the rules of response? Just like here, you're not responsible if the fire went beyond a certain thing. It's considered an accident. It's considered an accident. The Torah calls that accident. But if it, so, so if, if if it went under normal conditions, if you lit a fire here and it's would normally spread, then you're responsible. That's considered damaging. If it was an accident, like it went uh, beyond uh, over a river or something, uh, then then you're putter. If it's considered the 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 tour of Tamun is also like an accident. I'm not responsible for that. It's like, question: What's your what are your limits of responsibility? I'm not responsible for this. I'm responsible for that. So not responsible for Tumman because the Torah parted me from Tumman. Rabbi Yudah doesn't darshan it that way. He says you are responsible for it. That's considered direct damage. It is damaging, right? Your fire is damaged. Damage. Right. The question is, where's their tour for, you know, I'm not responsible for that. I don't think it's a, I don't think it's interesting of a knastic. It's not a knast. It's a, it's a damaging that uh, damages that you're responsible for, damage that you're not responsible for. All right. We'll pick up here tomorrow from Umbra of Have a good day.